You're listening to LifeWork Q&A, episode 135. Welcome to LifeWork Q&A, where I answer a listener question each week and provide resources and guidance to help you take your life and work to the next level. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I want to ask you, what would you tell your past self? And a while back, I did an episode on a coaching exercise called Future Self, which I can link to in the show notes. And the idea of that exercise is to go forward in time and imagine yourself 10 to 15 years in the future and basically to have kind of a vision exercise where you meet with that version of yourself who is older and wiser and go to them for advice and ask them questions and see what kinds of things they would want to tell you. But in today's episode, I want to encourage you to do kind of the same thing, but to do this with your past self. And part of the idea of this is to kind of remind yourself that you're also older and wiser right now, and that you don't have to wait for that to happen because you have already learned so much in a period of time. So it's kind of up to you as to how far back you go in terms of this past self. It could be Um, talking to yourself in your teens or your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, depending on the age group you're in or any time you want to pick. But kind of imagine yourself taking this version of you to coffee or to tea or to just sitting down and having a comfortable conversation. Maybe you go back and visit your past self in the place that you were living at that time. So remind yourself of, of where that was. But go back quite a ways, maybe 10 to 15 years or more. And I was thinking about this, obviously, with my own past self. I wanted to go through this exercise as well and to think about some of the things that I would tell that person, tell that version of myself. And a lot of it is kind of about um, bringing to the surface what are the lessons that you have learned over the period of time between that past version of yourself and now. And sometimes we can feel kind of stuck in the present. We can feel like we haven't learned very much or that we haven't progressed in the ways that we wanted to. And so this exercise is really about bringing some um, kind of a, a more realistic view to that and really thinking about what is it that you've learned over that period of time. So I was really thinking about myself in my 20s because when I was in my 20s, I was finishing up my grad work. I was starting kind of my first real job and I was in such a hustle mode. I was really trying to prove myself. I definitely felt like I was young to be in the position that I was in. Um, I was in my late 20s when I started my first job, Um, but I felt like I looked young. I felt like people were questioning my credibility a lot. And whether or not they were, I certainly felt that way. I had a lot of kind of internal self-doubt around that period. And so I was thinking about, you know, if I was to take myself to coffee, I think, first of all, it would just be kind of calming for my 20-year-old self to think about who I am now, because I think I'm a lot more calm now. (laughs) I think I have a lot more confidence now. I think I present in just a really different way than I did at that time. And I was just questioning so much. And I was posturing a lot. I was really trying to kind of fake it until I made it because I didn't feel like I had everything put together. And while I certainly don't have everything put together now, I definitely feel um, much more confident in my skills. I also feel much more confident in the areas of just knowing what I don't do well and really being able to work within my weaknesses as much as I can work within my strengths. 
but also owning those weaknesses and and not being kind of um, concerned about them as much as I might have been in the past. So I was thinking about what are some of the things that I might say um, to this version of my past self if we were to sit down. And here were some of the things that kind of immediately came to mind for me. One was that my hard work will pay off in the end. Because I think that sometimes we put in a bunch of hustle, we put in a bunch of hard work, we don't always know what is going to happen with that. We do a lot of that work on faith. And I think this is particularly true in academia, but this has also been true as I've been growing my business. Sometimes you just do things because you feel like they're the right things to do or because you feel passionate about something or you feel like this is going to be the thing that really helps you to express, you know, an argument or something that you really want to share out with the world in a broader way, but you don't really know where it's going to go. Um, and sometimes we we write articles, we don't know where we're going to publish them. You know, like we, we can have a lot of unknowns when it comes to sharing out our work and our ideas and the products um, of our labor. And so I think that part of the message I would have is just, you know, you may not know where these things are going to go, but they'll go somewhere. And the the hard work is, is not in vain as you're kind of putting the efforts into all these different projects. The other message I thought that was kind of interesting when it came to mind for me is that my priorities are going to shift and that's okay. Um, I think that sometimes as we get older, we start to lose that drive or that hustle. Maybe we have energy that goes into different places. Um, For me, I feel like I was putting a lot of uh, my energy kind of externally. I was doing a lot of service work um, at that time, and I was doing a lot of faculty development. I was really supporting a lot of other people. And while I do that work now through coaching, I definitely have really shifted my priorities a lot more inward um, and really trying to figure out what is it that I have that I want to share with the world? Um, I've definitely embraced the fact that I'm an introvert. I spend a lot more time in solitude. Um, And so I've really kind of shifted my own way of taking care of myself and really nurturing my own creativity. And I think that that's not something that I would have been mature enough to understand when I was in my 20s. Um, And so just this idea that You're going to have things that come into your life that maybe you know about or you don't know about, but they will shift your priorities and it's okay. It's you're not always going to have the same things that be front of mind for you all the time. Um, Along those same lines, I think I would also tell myself that you are going to learn so much about yourself and about the world around you. Um, In such a short period of time, it is kind of amazing if you think back to who you were 10 or 15 years ago and what you knew and what you didn't know. And the amount of information we gain from experience alone, I think about, for example, what I've learned about publishing since I was in my 20s, when at that point I hadn't really published, I hadn't published my first book. Um, I hadn't edited much. I hadn't really done a ton of publishing in terms of peer-reviewed articles. And I just didn't really know anything about that landscape. And that is just one example of something that now I feel like I have a really in-depth knowledge of. I've gained a lot of experience over time. I feel a lot more confident in that area. Um, But it's also taught me a ton about myself and who I am as a writer and um, what I think about when I choose where I want to publish and who I want my audiences to be for the books that I'm working on and and all of those kinds of things. So just this idea of being open to learning about yourself. And um, that's been, I think, one of the best parts about getting older is I feel like I've deepened my relationship with myself. 
So the one of the kind of harder messages <laughs> that I think I would give myself is, you know, for a long time, I and I think we many of us struggle with this. I don't think I'm alone in this. I worried about fitting into other people's molds. And in academia, you know, this is kind of built in. Um, we're trying to fit the tenure track. We're trying to fit into what success is defined as within academic settings. Um, but for me also, this was really about in some ways, hiding things about myself that I felt um, were strange or different. Um, and I was just recently talking with someone about a good example of this, which is I was really hiding for a long time the fact that I was working so much, um, that I really enjoyed working, that I would work on the weekends. Um, because when I would bring things like that up, I would get a lot of judgment around that or people would express a lot of concern about me being a workaholic or not taking enough vacation or like there was just a lot of um, kind of negatively tinged comments around that. And I didn't really know how to handle those. I didn't feel confident enough about my choices at that time. And I really just questioned myself a lot. Like, wh what if something's wrong with me that I'm like different from everyone else, that I'm not taking weekends off? Um, and I think that part of what I've done over time is I've really embraced parts of myself that may be different from how other people do things um, and that I have to have kind of my own evaluation of my own capacity, what rest looks like for me, especially if it looks different from other people, um, and that it's okay to be different. And now, as you know, if you follow the show for any length of time, I talk a lot about work and I'm, I'm really open about sharing what I do on the weekends um, on, on things like social media and Instagram stories. And I do quite a bit of work in my business on the weekends. And it's something that I really like to do and I enjoy it. So I, I'm starting to kind of apologize less <laughs> for those kinds of things. And I think that as we start to embrace different aspects of our personalities and things that really make us unique, I've started to feel more confident about not worrying so much about what other people think about that and um, being able to feel like I can express it more in a way that has confidence to it. Um, so that idea about just not worrying so much about fitting what other people's standards are, I think would be a really key message for me to, to talk with my past self about. And then the last thing that came to mind for me with this was this idea of dream a lot and also write those dreams down because there's something magical about putting your goals down on paper. They kind of just magically happen. <laughs> At least that's been my experience. So when I do strategic planning for a year or a month or uh, five years, those things just get lodged in my mind and I start to kind of work toward them. And this was something I did in my 20s. I made a five-year plan and everything got checked off. Uh, and that was kind of how I knew I was ready to move on um, and go on the market again from that first job I had was because I had really achieved the things I wanted to achieve. And so I think that I would just reaffirm that for myself, that that is a good direction to go. That at the time, I didn't know that that kind of strategic planning was one of my superpowers, but I was leaning into it instinctually. And I think that there is such a power in allowing yourself to dream and think and, you know, kind of consider lots of different options and then start to kind of journal around that or write down ideas or come up with strategic plans for different aspects of those ideas to see where they might lead you into the future. So of course, I'm always curious if you decide to do an activity like this, you know, what would you say to your past self? What are the kinds of lessons or things that you would want to reassure your past self about? 
And also to just remember that it's not as if you grow out of that past self all the time. Sometimes they are still with you. That's still part of who you are. And so in some ways, it's like giving a pep talk to yourself even right now. So I would love to hear if you decide to do this. You can always email me at contact at katielinder.work. You can tweet to me at katie double underscore linder. You can connect with me on Instagram at katie underscore linder. Or you can write me a letter at Katie Linder, P.O. Box 1621 in Albany, Oregon, 97321. I always love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. LifeWork Q&A is part of the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, a collection of content dedicated to helping you seek self-knowledge, nurture your superpowers, playfully experiment, live your core values with intention, practice loving-kindness toward yourself and others, and settle into your life's purpose. Learn more about the RST channel and access show notes and transcripts for each episode at katielinder.work podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes.